Welcome to the YouTube channel and podcast. This is Mr. Banner speaking. I am in my classroom right now with my students. You cannot see them, but I can, unfortunately. Just kidding, students. We are talking about the Magna Carta. So the Magna Carta was, or is, because it's still, it's still in effect, it's a document that gave certain rights to the English people. It did not give rights to all English people. King John of England was forced to sign the Magna Carta in the year 1215, and he did so at a place called Runnymede, which is in England. Magna Carta simply stated that basically the king must follow certain rules and he cannot do whatever he wants because the people were getting angry with the king abusing his power. We look at that when it comes to the United States where we live and we look at four different questions. Number one, if the Magna Carta was signed by King John of England in 1215, then why does it apply to us in America in 2022. We also want to know what the Magna Carta did. Like, what does it do? What did King John do when he got it? Like, did he willingly sign it? Did he say, oh, yay, I can't wait to sign this paper. And we also want to know who specifically benefited from the Magna Carta. So this document signed almost 900 years ago is very, very important. Actually, over 900 years ago was very, very important, not only in England, but in the United States. So Students, I know you can't be seen, but you are here. Here's the question. If the Magna Carta was signed in England by King John 900 years ago, what does that have to do with America? Why are we learning about it in a government and American history class? Imani, your hand was up first before. Um, I said it affects us because the people from England brought the law slash rules to America Right, so Imani's saying that when English people colonized America, this part of the world, and moved over here, and they set up their government, they kept the ideas of Magna Carta because they liked it. What's the example I gave a few minutes ago about you if you move into your own house? What was that example that I gave? And you're cooking dinner? What was the example that I gave? Go ahead. You gave the example that when you move into a new house, uh, you still... Yeah, and you like it. So if you move into your own place after you, after you go and get a job and you have your own house with your own kitchen, you might still use recipes that your grandparents and parents taught you because you like them. You, you don't have to make up your own stuff. So my point is when, Amer when um, English people moved to America and set up a government, they used Magna Carta, for example, that idea of what a government can and cannot do. Second question we're going to look at, what did Magna Carta do? Like, what did the document do? Who wants to answer that? Nick. Uh, the document like made sure that uh, King Henry. John. Wait, no. That's okay. King John. <laughs> King John like has limited things to do and make sure he doesn't do anything to like harm anybody just because he said so or something. Right. It, it basically said, King John, you can't do whatever you want or any king. You monarch, king or queen. From now on, you can't do whatever you want. You can't just raise taxes because you want to. You can't just, um, you can't put people on trial because you want to. You can't arrest somebody because you don't like them. There has to be a reason, all right? You can't just do whatever you want. So the king did not have absolute power anymore. Next question. Did King John willingly sign Magna Carta? When he was presented with this paper, did he say, oh yeah, I can't wait to sign that? Christian. No, King John actually hated the fact that he had to sign it. He didn't like the fact that he had to 
that to give up his power and give more to the people at all. Right. And we'll define what we meant by people. King John did not like the fact that he had signed the Magna Carta. He was giving up his own power. If you look at the picture behind me, um, a, many paintings or drawings of King John signing Magna Carta show him as being not happy at all. Not happy at all. He's actually frowning at some of the paintings. He doesn't want to sign this thing. He doesn't want to willingly give up his power. But... Somebody in the last class said something very interesting. Somebody said that King John did willingly sign it because he was afraid that if he didn't sign it, what would happen to him? What would happen if he didn't sign it? Gary? He yeah, maybe he'd be overthrown. He wouldn't have any power at all. So he doesn't want to sign it, but he signs it reluctantly because if not, what are they going to do to me? Impale him. Right, you learned about the word impale. I don't know if they would have impaled him, but you certainly know that that was a horrible, torturous way to die. Might be rebel against him, right? Justin, where else? Angel? Yeah, kill him. Let's go to our last question or last uh, question for this topic of Magna Carta. Who benefited from King John's signing the Magna Carta? So we say he signed Magna Carta and had to give up some of his power to the people. Who were the people? Who were the people? Aiden? The barons. The barons. And somebody has to tell me what a baron was or is. They still exist. What are barons? In society. Do you think they were the average everyday worker who worked on the farm? Or were they like the special landowning class? They were. The barons were the landowning class, the upper class, people who had titles and were what we call nobles. So when we look at Magna Carta, King John did not give power to every person in England. It was a select group of people who were also in control. However, when you're a baby and you're born... Do you pop out and start running a marathon? You have, to, you have to learn how to walk first. Crawl, stand, walk, run. So Magna, talk, right. So Magna Carta, it's not like it gave everybody rights. It was a start. It's kind of like a baby being born and learning to crawl. And then over time, it became everybody having the rights listed in Magna Carta. Everybody understand that? Do you think women had rights in Magna Carta? It was pretty much men. So you, I think you guys understand it. But then over time, as it happens... We extend those rights to other groups of people. Yeah, that's right. Angel has a good point. Angel, put up 10 points. In all of these pictures, you see only men. You don't see any wives. Do you know, do you know that King John could um, actually take control of marriages if he wanted to? If, he, if there was somebody important in English society and they wanted to get married to this woman, King John had the power to say, no, you're not marrying her. You're marrying that other lady. He actually had the power to do that. They had, so those are, those are just other things they wanted to limit the power of the king to be able to do. Anybody have any questions about Magna Carta? No, I think we understand it pretty well. So tomorrow, what we're going to do is we're going to start dis discussing or talking about another of our founding documents called the Declaration of Independence. It was written about 500 years later but it's also, like I said, called one of our founding documents. So when we talk about the United States and American history and civics, the Magna Carta is one of our founding documents, as is Declaration of Independence. What's another one? It starts with a C. What's another of our founding documents? What do you think? The Constitution. Bill of Rights is another one. All right, everybody did a pretty good job with this. If you are listening later at home, you can always message me. And hopefully you can, you can also leave a message on the Instagram page for the podcast. 
And you can certainly email me at school or if you're in front of me, you can talk to me about this.